0: Before we start the podcast today, who do we have to help us kick it off?
1: Hey, Miguel and Holly, how are you doing?
0: Jacob Tito! Jacob, how's it going?
1: It's going good. It's going good. So tell me, Miguel Fuller, the video that you guys do on the podcast, I can't see it on the website, though, but I can hear about it on the podcast. So tell me, how do you guys do that video? Because I can't see it, because I'm not online to see it, so...
0: Ah, it's a lot of uh, technological cameras and laptops and wires, and then poof. And then we put it on YouTube. Yep, you can see it on the Miguel and Holly YouTube channel.
1: Or I can hear about it on the podcast, which I do. And by the way, Miguel Fuller and Holly O'Connor, I get your podcast on Amazon Music. Can you believe that? Actually, I
2: didn't even realize that. That's pretty cool.
1: Thank you for letting us know. We appreciate it. And Scotty the Body, guess what? What's up? Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. You're no... You're, you're no Doja Cat or Buster Rhymes or any of those people. Come on, I'm man. I'm better. You
3: come extra. on, oh, Scott. I gave it my all. I got to add my own flair. I'm an original. That's what I do, Jacob. Mm-hmm.
0: He calling you out for your headphone karaoke performance last it. week. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I love you, Scotty the body. You you're say that,
3: but you come after my singing
2: skills. Yeah, <laughs> uh, It's a little bit of uh, tough love.
0: Mm-hmm. He telling the truth. Well, uh, Jacob, two times, tell everybody what podcast they're listening to okay okay
1: okay 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 I decided to make this a jingle for you are you oh. guys ready for this I'm
2: i am ready. ready
1: okay you are listening to the holly o'connor podcast with miguel fuller on hot 101.5 oh,
0: yes. Unscripted Unshackled Uncouth What you're about to hear is for mature ears only It's Miguel Fuller I would show anything I'd show my hee hee and my hoo hoo and
2: my ha ha Holly O'Connor Hey daddy, you wanna take this to the bedroom?
3: (laughs) And Scotty the Body I am officially... Not only the Grill Daddy, but I'm a hot Grill Daddy. Oh,
1: wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only
0: from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hip music. Well, hello. It is Miguel and Holly.
1: Hi. And
0: Scotty the Body on Holt 101.5, Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uh, make sure to watch us on the Miguel and Holly YouTube channel. You can see this. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving some of the screenshots that are coming in of people watching it on their TV at oh, home. yeah. It's
2: weird. I tried it once. Uh, it wasn't for the podcast because we don't watch that at home. Right. Uh, children. Um, but, no, we watched it for some, like, headphone karaoke consequence I had to do or something. And it was bizarre watching us. Mm. On
3: the TV. On the TV. Right.
2: It was so weird. Yes. I mean, cool. Yeah. Very weird.
0: I know. And especially these. I'm I'm just glad these cameras aren't HD. We um, look
3: good. you look great. You're shiny. Thank you. No, but Smooth. when you
0: no, but HD is a different story.
3: Yeah, then you see all the
2: crevices. Right.
0: Like I remember in Atlanta when HD came out and on the news stations like some of the anchors that you've watched for years and you were like, "Oh, I I thought you were younger than that."
2: It, it wasn't very kind when it first came out. No, you know no. why? Because everybody was used to one thing, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, it looked like you were inside people's pores. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, I got big pores.
2: It was yeah, I got some pores. I don't um, know anybody in my
0: pores. We always encourage you to leave reviews on Apple Podcasts. Please give us a five star rating, leave us a review, and a couple that we've just gotten recently. A Florida underscore listener says. I've never listened to morning radio, but one morning my son asked me to stop on the Miguel and Holly show. I think he was four at the time. He's seven now. Oh. I swear he was mesmerized by Miguel's voice.
2: <laughs> Miguel does, uh, he he entertains the children.
0: Uh, I, for some reason, yep. kids love what I do on the radio, and it's mostly because I just make loud sounds.
2: That's not wrong.
0: Yes. And I'm like, Beep-a!
2: and People! Beep-a! Kids are like, ha ha! That's <laughs> funny! <laughs> Not my kid though. She's yeah. like No. He's very
0: that loud man. No. out of here. That's why I'm like I'm still waiting for like Maya to like not to be okay with how loud I am. So I feel like whenever I see her now I'm always like Hi Maya.
2: Hi. Yeah. How are well you? because you don't really know what to do with kids and so your no. your thing is like I'm just going to go be loud in their face and Beep Maya's
0: bah! like ah! <laughs> They're like
2: ah. Maya's like no thank you. Can Too you much. Just calm it down. Get away from me. Calm it down.
0: Uh, I swear, uh, okay, uh, one day I found out he had found a way to listen to your podcast on an old cell phone. Oh, dear Lord. Okay. Mm. Now I pre-listen to every episode to make sure it's appropriate for little ears before it's not, he listens.
2: It's not ever. It's no. never. That's why it's called Uncensored. Oh, uh, poor oh. sweet woman. It's never.
0: So I listen to most podcasts twice. I've fallen in love with your show. I relate to Holly in so many ways. We adore Miguel and have found that I am rooting for Scotty in his life and career as if I know him in real life. If anyone asks who you guys are, my son can tell them all about each of you. Thank you for doing what you do. We love you. That's cool. It's so cool that
2: some people think that we're awesome.
0: Right. Right.
2: (laughs) Again, let me just go back to my daughter really quick. She was watching this thing called VAT nineteen on YouTube. VAT. VAT. It's V-A-T? Like a com- V-A-T v A T. V A T. V is in Victor. Mm-hmm. And they like review products or they try to like break things. They're like they honestly they look like a bunch of adult nerds, mm. like in their twenties or so, uh, and they just kind of sit around and talk. And my daughter is like loves this crew. Oh. Sometimes they're not appropriate so no. I have to turn it off, but like most of the time they are. This just doing stupid stuff. Like they're opening gift boxes to find out what's in there and my mm. kids like, "This is so great." And I'm like after I was watching it for a while, like some of the stuff they do is entertaining, but one thing they were just there was like six of them sitting around a table opening things in the least entertaining manner possible. Mm. Like they were just sitting and talking with not excited faces on whatsoever. And I'm like You know, what is this? Like, this is not entertainment. Why are you entertained by this? I, do you know what I do for a living? I'm a content creator. People think we're funny. We're funny. She goes,
0: Uh
2: -uh. eh, you're not really.
0: Oh! (laughs) Oh, Holly.
2: I was like, we people like us. Like, people listened. She's like, yeah, but you're on the radio. I'm like... But Damn. people like listen to us and they think like Miguel and Scotty and I they think that we're great like they think we're funny like you're did you know radio. that and she was like it's not that great oh. and I'm like god she is the harshest toughest critic in the entire kingdom yeah. like, universe and so it's very humbling I need to
3: pay some like fake pap- like paparazzi to come take pictures of us <laughs> No, like she she still follows I don't think
2: I think she would still not think it's that no. cool. really
3: if there's a group of people that are like oh my god taking pictures and getting autographs even well, though we paid them I'm Well sorry. that's that's your kid. Once they- in a
2: while people will stop me. Like we, mm. I I think I talked about this. We were at Publix and this woman, did I tell you about this? This mm-hmm. woman um probably young 20s rushed up to me, red in the face, breathless. And I didn't want to be like you know acknowledge that she was very shook by the fact that she saw me in Publix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she was shook and she was like, "Oh my god, and she couldn't even say words right. She was like, oh. I radio, and I was just like, Go, hey. hey, you know, because it's just us, yeah. yeah. And um, you know, so she was just so excited, and I hugged her, and then my hair got caught in her earring, and it was oh. a whole big mess. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm- <laughs> I feel
0: like there was just like hands and arms and yes. feet just hair flying. all over the place.
2: We hugged, and then she did have her phone in her hand, and so. Things were sort of like wrapping up, and I'm like, "Do you want to get a picture?" And she was like, "Yes." So we took the picture. Aww. And then, like, she ran down the aisle, and I look, and my kid was just like looking at some toys. I was like, <laughs> that,
3: "Yeah, I, I was guess like, yeah." I mean, but people a do
2: like like us. And no. She was unbothered. I, I mean,
0: mom. Even right. When you talk to you know like celebrity kids, like rich, famous right. celebrities, like actual celebrity kids, right? Yeah. They're like, "Girl, I don't." That's my mom. That's my dad. And they don't appreciate it until they're like out in college and they really truly understand like the impact. Like they can understand
2: the, the history maybe of it.
0: Right. Because that's just your experience. That's right. your existence. And you're like, that's mom. Like That has
2: never not happened. Like right. this is just how it is. And she's just like mom thinks she's so cool <laughs> <laughs> what ifs oh, so i don't funny. it'll be very interesting to see so i'm sorry i i hijacked that but anyway no, that fine. was a really nice post
0: um here's another one from, from uh Wado. oh gosh wadowdy uh you guys are so good at keeping your listeners engaged and informed and we all feel like family your stories make me laugh and cry and feel like we're all friends. I have sent messages to each of you over time, and it's so exciting when you wrote back. Yeah. Love you guys. Thank you for bringing Soul Worker Stacey in my life.
3: Oh. Yay.
0: Love that. And we're going to have her on some more. Because, um, Holly, you found a video of Maya from mm-hmm. when she was young that yeah. we have to sort of get dissected from uh, Stacy.
2: It's freaky. I've already sent it to her, and she's already um... – Had some thoughts on it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just it freaks me out. Like, Mm. and now I have a, I really do have a whole new appreciation for my child. I Mm. do because of this. Um, but it trips me out sometimes.
0: You're like, girl. But we're gonna talk about. We're gonna get her on either Monday or or probably Wednesday or next Friday. Um, I did want to talk about something that we only got a second to touch on during the show today. Um, and it was when we were talking about. Oh, what was it, the list that you did at 9 o'clock this morning, Holly, at Trending? Uh,
2: Photo, fear of dating again.
0: Right, and it was going down some of the fears, and we somehow got onto the topic of, like, body dysmorphia.
2: Yeah, we got because I think one of the last ones had...
3: Oh, it's like what we look for in the person. Oh, no, yeah,
2: this was not photo. This was a different thing. What we like yes. in the, like the other... Women are, attraction. and I mean, uh, stereotypically, unfortunately, but science has confirmed... For women that are interested in men, um, they look for uh, cash and what was the other thing that women look uh, for? Oh, I
0: don't
2: remember. Wait, maybe I have cash, right
0: cash, cash. Oh gosh, and like that generosity.
2: Not like that, that, that two sound hours like ago. I know. Like I'm just gonna pull it up on my complete uh, thing here. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, I, I see what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, do, do, do women. Um, women are turned on by charm and cash. Charm. Mm-hmm. Men go for looks. And so that's where it came from. And we started talking about how sadly accurate this can be. And we all went around the room and talked about our various experiences with it. And I said, as a, as a question to Miguel, I was like, I don't, I'm not trying to stereotype like all gay people, all gay men specifically, but that's what makes, and you said, Miguel, that's what makes it so hard as a gay man, because yes, so for women, women are looking for charm, cash, those types of stereotypical things, but men are looking for looks. So when you got two men,
1: mm-hmm, you got two people
2: not digging for personality. You're more so looking for looks, and that's what sparked the conversation of how Miguel has found it difficult to date sometimes because there is this unrealistic expectation of what you should look like.
0: Right, and obviously painting with a very broad stroke. You know that's not every gay person, uh, clearly. Um, but one of the thing that was one of the things that I I mentioned was that. That has always sort of messed with my mind. Uh, And I remember one of my first gay friends, and we didn't know this at the time. And I, this actually, this memory is coming back to me like out of, it just fell into my head. And I haven't remembered this in a long time. Mm -hmm. But because I was trying to think, when was the first time I acknowledged my body and like I felt it? And I remember it was my first gay friend who, We didn't know we were gay at the time because we were in the sixth grade and I didn't really understand what being gay meant. But I knew at the time that I was attracted to guys. But like everybody in the sixth grade, you're not like, ooh, like you don't know the details of exactly what that means. But I knew that it wasn't right and that it wasn't something to be talked about like everybody else. The straight people were. But this guy had moved to our school midway through the year and then we became friends. I'm sorry. This was fifth grade, actually. I it was fifth grade. And we both got in trouble for something and we were walking through the hallways and I don't remember exactly what he said, but I remember him pointing to my stomach and being like, you need to work on that girl. And I was like,
2: in fifth grade. Yes. Yes. And
0: like literally this is all just dropping into my head right now. And I just remember it was one of, like, there's so many moments for me in the fifth and sixth grade and seventh grade where I feel like your eyes are opened and you're, like, alive as a human being and you realize that there is a world outside of school and your parents. I know.
2: I'm really, I'm, like, sort of dreading that for my child because it seems like a really traumatic time.
0: It is, where it's, like, I remember the first time watching, when we got cable and watching MTV and being like, what is all this music videos and the real world and road rules and all that stuff back in the day? But that's when I was first conscious of my body, and I realized that, oh, I'm like, when my mom says we got to go to the Husky section, not everybody goes to the Husky section. And then it just sort of, when we got to the sixth grade and we got cable, and I started watching the real world, and I remember watching Dan from the real world Miami sitting on a dock, um, and a guy he was talking to, and they were sitting at the end of it talking about dating and they kissed. And I just remember like covering my mouth and being like, that's, that's, that's me. I'm gay. Mm -hmm. That's what being gay is. And then as you start getting into pop culture and you see that the gay guys at that time in 97, 98, I mean, let's face it, even now, they're all white, six, one, six, two, six pack, blue eyes. That is what you should attain to be. And then as I got into online stuff and then you start to see pornography and that was what they featured. And so you have all of these images in your head. And then as a black man, you don't see any black people at that time that are gay, that are out, that are, you know, talking their truth and living their life. And so all of these examples just sort of went into my head. And then on top of all of that, I wasn't talking about it
1: because
0: mm-hmm. I was in the closet. Yeah,
2: because you're now you're in your own head and only having conversations from your point of
0: view. Right, and so that's why when I was growing up and going to these predominantly white schools, I then equated it even more to like, wow, all of these white kids, they've got money, they go on trips, their parents can afford everything, and I'm just a dumb. Fat, black, gay guy, and that was my story for middle school and high school. And it wasn't until college that I tr- finally started to like rip away all of those notions and, and stigmas that I had put onto myself. But I still deal with the body part of it still to this day, and that's something that I'm always trying to uh, work on. But All of that to say, we got some tweets after we briefly touched on it on the air. Mm -hmm. Uh, Julie said, you guys need to go on the Tamron Hall show. Uh, It's a talk show that I've been uh, getting paid to talk about for this past week on the show. Um, Full disclosure. Uh, You know, you guys need to go on the Tamron Hall show because the segment on race, body dysmorphia, was like nothing I've ever heard on morning radio. Wow. Made me tear up. Mm. Um, She tagged all of us and she tagged Scott and she said, I also think that. Uh, Scott is Ryan Seacrest's child.
2: <laughs> it's it's possible, right? <laughs> we don't know. Um, Sorry, Daddy Tafflin.
0: Right, <laughs> that's the real Papa. Um, but so that was my sort of view of body dysmorphia. But then Scott, you talked about it as well.
3: Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's something that's like I think becoming more of a reality for me because me and my buddy keep talking about this more and more. But the kind of step back, like in the show, I talked about a little bit how I'm like trying to come to terms with like I think I have a a sense of body dysmorphia because if I, I mean, we're about to go down my history a little bit. Like I just, I would never feel comfortable in my skin. Like, and we talked about how the other side of it, when you look at people that are working out constantly that have like, in your eyes, it's the dream body, but in their eyes, and this is where it equates to me, like, it's just, it's never enough. It is never the image what I think other people see. Like to even me, like me right now, like, it's just, I've never been actually satisfied with the way I look. Like, not once even at my best or my prime like i always look and there's always something else that needs to be done because i think that's the perfect image and i kind of like to even walk down i took a different route when like i remember the exact moment where i was like in fourth grade and i remember like i was the husky kid i was i grew faster than everyone else i was a little thicker and beefy that's what we called it back there beefy beefy but i do remember there was a moment i uh, kind of that there's probably a little trauma like a friend He's kind of like a dick of a friend, but mm. he's grown, whatever. But Friendly. he would just, like, make you feel worse about yourself. I think he was, like, having trouble back then. But, like, just, like, fat comments. Or I just remember one specific time I remember sitting in the lunchroom and I was sitting next to, like, these girls and my guy friend. They're talking about, like, like their belly rolls and how they're, like, so skinny and had nothing. And I was, like, I, like, literally I remember, like, sitting so awkwardly in the conversation of, like, you know, I'm, like, damn, I got big old rolls right now. Like, what? I'm not going to lift up my shirt while y'all are like poking your stomach and having fun with it. And that was the moment, like around fourth and fifth grade, that's when I started working out because I remember going to my friend's pool and I would wear a shirt. Like I wouldn't, like, I would feel so uncomfortable with my own skin that I was like, "Uh -uh, I'm going in the shirt and I would come up with excuses for why I would do it. I'd be like, ah, you know, just feel better like this, or whatever which reason, it's more fun like this, I don't know, you make up those dumbass excuses but that is where I started working out, I started working out in 4th grade and I would start going out with my dad and just doing like body stuff because that was my way, I saw my friend getting like, you know, the girls at the time in elementary school, like just you know, whatever
0: Getting the girls, you mean like talking to them on the playground? Yeah,
3: but like literally, but I felt like such the fucking like the ugly duckling because I was a kid with glasses. I was bigger and like beefier than everyone else. I started growing skin problems all over my fucking face. And then on top of this, I'm like uncomfortable with my own skin. So like I know the one way I could win. That's by working out. And I noticed that because as soon as I got to middle school, I ended up being stronger than everyone else. I was like, okay, I could win this. Hit the weight room, hit the weight room. I got like my first gym membership in eighth grade and I was like- Hit the gym, hit the gym, because if I could be stronger and look beefier, like, that was my attractive win. Because everything else in my vision was not up to par. I still did not feel comfortable with my face. Luckily, that's something that has like, cleared up in recent years. But I had acne up until, like, the end of, like, high school, where it's, like, I would go to the dermatologist in, like, fifth grade. Didn't even know what a fucking dermatologist was, but they'd be giving me these, like, topical creams. I almost went on, like, Accutane when I was, like, 12- to try to fix these problems, mm. my parents were too freaked out because it's a pretty serious thing. But I, I would come home in tears about just how I felt about my body and how I felt about how I looked. And so why I say I think I do suffer like a little bit of body dysmorphia is because, one, I've always felt like that, even through all my years of working out in athletics and everything like that. But then recently, what's really sparked this conversation, and this is no harm to the person that tweeted it, no harm at all, but it really struck a nerve with me because I guess I was like, I was like hanging out like shirtless in the studio and it was no big deal. Like I was just hot, I was sweaty, it was kind of a joke. It is. I like, felt comfortable. I,
2: I think it's hilarious. I, I really And I knew. like to call attention to it when Scott is shirtless in the studio. Like, who does that? Yeah, it's and just like course, a funny thing. In my head, I'm like, of course he would do that because he looks fucking good.
3: Well, I saw like it was just like a funny tweet. It shouldn't have meant anything, but this is what I mean when I say this. It was like, oh, it looks like dad or like look like Scott's like getting the dad bod going. And that wrecked me. Like, and I joked about it on Twitter. I was like, "Haha," but now I'm going to obsess over it. Like, it, I won't let that happen long. The reality is, is I still think about that fucking tweet. That was, like, two weeks ago. And I can't get those images out of my mind because as soon as that happens, I'm like, fuck, like, I feel fat in my midsection. I don't feel like I'm up to par in any other parts. And so, like, literally, you know, I'm like, this whole week, I've finally been consistent with going to the gym every day because I'm like, that's the kind of shit that sticks in my head. And so that's, like, the other view of it when it's like, you see people, and this is not for everyone that's, like, uh, good for them if they, you know, don't have these thoughts every day. But I do think a majority of us, you know, that are, like, in the gym constantly, like, we have this thought where it's, like, I look at myself and I'm, like, ah, mm, got to work on that. And the only way I really feel comfortable if I know, like, like this week I feel pretty okay because I've hit the gym every day. I've gone every day. I've on a strict regimen. I've been eating a little healthier. And so I feel good. And I'm going, like, to the beach on a beach trip in, like, a week and a half. And it's always been like this. Any vacation I ever go on, I always have to make sure that I'm working out very consistently beforehand because I'm going to be shirtless or like, that's the only way I feel comfortable. Because if I didn't, I know as much as like, maybe it's not on the forefront, it's always in the back of my mind of like, "Mm, don't feel too good, feel kind of everywhere. And so that's where I kicked in, where it's, I'm starting to think, I'm like, damn, I should really start fucking working on that to see. What is, and I think it is, it's that root that came back to like fourth grade where I just didn't mm-hmm. feel that attractive because it started with the body, it raised up to my face, it raised up with every other problem. And it's something that I, that's why I work out every day it's because,
0: mm. you know,
3: there's no reason for me to be strong and ripped. Yeah, it's a healthy factor to it, but it's also because I have this image in me that's just never good enough. And it's not saying that something's going to fix right now in a conversation, but it is something that I'm starting to address. And talk openly about, like, I want to be very open about it. And that's why it's really cool. Like, my best friend and I have been having these conversations where I'm like, yeah, man, this is a real problem. Like, the fact that I felt that way, the fact that that tweet did that to me, like, it should have went over my head. And it could have just been a joke. But the fact that it stuck with me and I think about it till today, I'm like, Ugh, that's probably not too healthy. That's going to be addressed one day to try to figure it out. Because I would like to not go, like, if I don't work out, I don't feel good. So I would like to have that eventually where it's like, I don't work out. I feel fine. Right now, it's not the case. I plead my case.
0: So unfortunate that that's what society does, that it can't just be you're doing it to be healthy. Yeah. That it has to be... uh,
2: There's a certain standard that you're trying to get to, but you can't ever... It's like a, what is that ladder? Not Jacob's ladder. Maybe it is. Where it's like you never get to the top You'll never get to That's the problem with it. it keeps going and going right. and going. I'm right.
3: learning that now as I'm doing it. I'm like, what is my right. end goal? Right. Damn. Like, cut it out. Yeah. But in my head, I'm like, no, there's still a little better. I'm like, you're going to run yourself ragged. And luckily, I've been able to, like, take a couple steps back where it's like, Cool, I'm going to have some sweets. I'm going to go out to a nice dinner. I'm going to make myself something, like, a little, like, unhealthy, whatever. I'll be okay. Right. You know, where it's like if I skip a day at the gym because my schedule's crazy, I don't go into a a horrible fucking feeling about myself. Mm. It's getting better in that realm because I'm starting to, like, address it within myself of, like, this is why. Look in the mirror. Like, you're okay. You look fine. But it is something that happens on a pretty continuous basis.
2: Yeah. That makes total sense. And I don't think that you're anywhere close to alone. But I but I do think that people would be very shocked to hear that because yeah. you seem so. Well, first of all, like, I don't know what else you would look for in a male body. <laughs> like, you look fantastic. So there's that um, from my perspective. And then you're, like, hilarious and, like, good-natured. And I would I would assume that most people would think that you would never have any of the issues that you just talked about. Wouldn't you assume
0: that, Miguel? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there are times where uh, Abe, my fiance, and I, because, you know, we are those people that have the dining room table or the um, coffee table that raises up, and so we sit in front of the TV and, like, eat our dinner, and we're sitting there watching the show, and so we'll finish eating, you know, put the table back down with the plates on it, sit back on the couch, and we're like, oh, we're so full. And then Scott will come bebopping upstairs, and he's, like, shirtless with his tight khaki pants on. And Abe and I will just look at each other and be like, fuck.
2: Yeah. God damn it. We should have
0: just—I should have left the potatoes out of dinner. God damn it. No, well, too bad. Right. And so you see that, and you're like, well, we're never going to look like that, girl, because I love making them potatoes. And then to know that that Scott is thinking through his mind, I'm still trying to attain this— I'm look. not enough. It's, yeah, it's, just, it's right. never I'm good not enough. Not enough. Yeah. That is just—it's insane. But we all—it's like a, a daily thing that you have to work through. And there, is like to me, I feel like there are some weeks that are better than others. Yes. But I feel like for me, CrossFit has helped me change my view of what I think is good looking, because I used to want, you know, in a in a partner in a, I mean, let me say partner, a hookup person, um, you know, a six pack, you know, super tall. And then when I started CrossFit and I started to see that you can be strong and healthy and not have that that those are just um uh v- oh gosh vain not vain um, vanity vanity yes thank you vanity muscles you know that like just because a guy has big biceps don't mean he's strong
2: That's true Correct
0: because what is he bench pressing what is he actually deadlifting what is he snatching up over his head he's does trying he to have look good, good cardio Right and when I started to learn more about the body and what truly is strength, strump, scrumph, scrumph, my Atlanta just came out real Atlanta bad, girl. well, you got the scrump, honey. When it really matters, how strong you are, that's when my definition of what I thought was attractive started to change, and it also started to change for myself as well. Mm. I still go back and forth with it, and now I focus on like, well, how strong am I? Uh, how can I bounce back from injuries? And what is like the inside of my body doing? Like my blood pressure went down, my cholesterol went down. You know, I was like kind of borderline on getting like a fatty liver in before I started CrossFit, you yeah. know? And then to me, I was like, oh, now I'm healthy. So that's why, like, when I do my medi weight loss endorsement, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not like, I'm skinny. It's like, I feel good. I feel better. I'm yeah. healthy. I have energy. And the doctor I work with there, I'm always like, listen, I'm not trying to get down to, like, 180 pounds. And she was—we were talking about, like, the BMI and how it's total bullshit. It is
2: absolute—it does not—it's stupid. No, it really is stupid. It's not applicable. No. Because they base it on, like, a certain subset of, like, you know— Whatever, whatever, white people, like in Denmark or something, mm -hmm. and that was it. Right. Like, it takes into consideration no other body shapes. Absolutely. Or types or anything.
0: Right. And so that's why we go based off of, you know, fat mass and all that other stuff to see, am I healthy inside? that's what it's truly about not
2: am i matching up to a number that some fucks invented right exactly
0: (laughs) so it's just it's an interesting conversation that i'm glad we got to go a little bit more in depth in because we didn't we ran out of time on the show yeah Mm. but before we uh, close out holly like you've never dealt with that though have you
2: no i felt kind of guilty it's like survivor's guilt like i felt guilty (laughs) that i didn't ever have to go through that. Right. So I acknowledge that I'm very lucky and blessed mm. um, because I've never dealt with a body image issue. Mm. Um, the only Im- the only body issues, well, I mean, I always had face issues. I used to at night pray to God that he would um, give me a pretty face mm-hmm. and I would trade off being fat. Mm. I was like, please, please, I'll be fat. I will do anything if you just make my face pretty. Right. Um, because I had, like, I've always had a decent look. I, I've never had a problem with my body. Like, right. even, and I've fluctuated. Miguel, you've known me for, like, 50, 85 years now. Right. Like, I've been <laughs> on a, a skinny end. I've been mm. on a hefty end. I've been, And in every shape, I'm always like, looks pretty good. I look don't know. Good, honey. <laughs> like, look yes, good, Yes, ma'am. Look, look fine. My boobies mm. look
0: good. Yeah, hey. Man. And the
2: only time my boobies did not look good was after breastfeeding. I was like, <laughs> damn, man like pancakes.
0: Girl, Shit. You, you are feeding a child. I and that's,
2: that's when I how I rationalized it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I well, it. I literally fed my kid for 7 <laughs> months, so that's it's all right. Amazing. Right. Um but the only a couple of times that I've ever had like a couple body image issues was um like post pregnancy mm. because you're and during pregnancy, it's a very odd thing that a woman goes through when you suddenly, in the course of nine months, balloon up to, like, accommodate for a child, literally your bones move. Mm, that's crazy. And then you have, a kid, like, a kid squeezes out your vaginal canal mm. or in Oof. any other way, whatever, and you're just like, and now it's not there, and your body has to, like, kind of put itself back together. <laughs> that's very odd, I think, no matter who you are or what type of body you started with or ended with, whatever. So that's that was weird for me because I'm like, I feel like I'm not even in charge of this right now. Like, Mm. it feels like an alien took over. It it was weird. It did. And then um, when the rise of the booty, the booty happened, Mm. and it went, like, as everything does, it went way too far. Right. And then, like, it just kind of came back, and now we're celebrating all bodies. Yeah. But what happened around, like, I'm not sure when it really started happening. With the Kardashians, obviously. Like, that was, like, the main the the main conversation happener the kardashians were like these are our bodies and this is what's hot and it w- it it went from like you know whatever is kind of hot I, I didn't pay attention per se although we did we w- we went through a phase in my early years where everybody was skinny mm, and when yeah. i say that i, I say think Christine aguilera on the cover of the dirty album
0: right it wasn't that like was like kate moss back in the day yes it like, was, the supermodels, they were all, like, it went from, like, Cindy Crawford, healthy, Christy Brinkley. Yes. To, like.
2: Kate Moss. Right. In the 90s. Like,
0: there was a problem.
2: Yeah. And, like, Brittany and Christina and Jessica Simpson, who, by the way, is curvy. Right. And they were telling her she was too fat at the time. Ugh. Anyway, uh, so that's where I went through college. But even then, like, I was thin in college, so I, I literally, I was just like, well, thank God. Like, I, it was luck. Pure mm. genetics. Like, that's my Irish dad's side. Even my mom's Italian side, they all look like apples with little sticks as legs. (laughs)
1: Because
2: these, like, Italian women, they would just make pasta and sauce all day. And then you just, you know, you you got your belly. Mm. I realized by the time I hit 35, I had just been waiting for that collapse to happen. And then I finally realized I don't take after my mom's side. I take Mm. after the Irish side. So I'm built differently. So it is just luck. But anyway, um, when those booties became a thing, again, hello, Irish Mm. I don't have a butt. And everyone's like, well, I'll just do squats. And I was like, I don't want to. Right. <laughs> like, I don't, like, it feels exhausting, not physically. I could have done it physically. It feels exhausting mentally That's to have true. to put myself through that so I can build a butt for who? You?
0: I was just about That's to say, question. who is it for? Yeah. Who is it
2: for? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do, I didn't it's- want it. But everybody was like, it was like suddenly that's what you had to have. And like selfies became a thing. And then like everybody was like doing that thing where they had their butt out. And it was like, if like every song was about it, every artist suddenly had one, like a big ass ass. And like, it just everyone, it was like the ass had a moment in the sun. It's still sort of having its moment in the sun. Oh, yeah. Which is fantastic, by the way. But I got very self conscious because I was like, Am I not enough now? Mm. Like, I did the thing where we were skinny, and it was fine, but now, like, my body's just not in anymore, so I just get thrown away. I don't know. It was weird. So that whole butt thing really kind of fucked with me for a while. Um, And that's not to say poor me, by the way. I'm just sharing with you. I'm not- Your feelings. I'm not- Yeah. So just so we're all clear. Um, But after a while, I just grew up, and I was like, I Mm. don't- who cares? Like, who- Literally, who cares? Now, do things not fit me as well? Because I do start, I, I think that clothing started to be designed for women with more ample derriers, and some things simply don't fit that way on me. So I got to kind of be careful, but I'm just like, oh, that's not for me. That's all. Right. That's not, that's not for me. It doesn't right. make me angry like it used to because it felt like I was being told, you're not good enough. Go, go fix yourself and come back. Right. That's what it felt like. Um, but I, like I said, I've been very lucky in the body department, not only because I'm kind of—I'm fit-looking by nature, and even in my bigger sizes and smaller or whatnot, but I've never personally had a problem with my body. Mm. And I don't know. Maybe that's thanks to my mom. Maybe that's— That's a
0: beautiful thing. That's just who
2: I— Launched into as a human, right. maybe because I had such bad problems with my face, I really had appreciation for my body. I don't know what or how right. or why, but I've always loved it. When I didn't love it is last summer when I needed to lose about thirty pounds because I didn't feel comfortable anymore. It just didn't feel like I felt out of breath. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's like the healthy side. Of it, none yeah. of my clothes fit. I was, and then I was like lazy again. I'm like, well, I'm not buying all new clothes. I'll buy about three pieces of MooMoos, and then I'll just work <laughs> on some shit. Right. So that's what really caused my health fit. And it was the health end of it. Right. I just Which didn't. feel awesome. I was eating like a bag of those Starburst minis a night.
0: Well, and then also to the pandemic. I mean, everyone. Yeah. Like I remember when our CrossFit gym opened up. Yeah. And everyone was seeing each other for the first time after months, and everybody had that look of like, I know. <laughs> I know I'm not in the peak performance. I, yeah. I get it, So I, but that's why we're here.
2: And that's the thing, like the pandemic compounded mine because I went through stuff in 2019, and I have never done this in my life. But I just ate my feelings, a right. lot of feelings. And then the pandemic happened, and I'm like, we're not even seeing anybody. Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh, eat ah. some more. Mm. Um, so now I'm in a good place. I'm, I right. don't. I I didn't even have a scale when I started my journey with my the coach. Which I is used awesome. Well, it is because I was like, I don't care. But then he was like, well. You, I mean, not that you need to check it all the time, but probably have a scale right. so that, you know,
0: just to you know. keep
2: monitoring. And right. I do like it because it pairs with an app and then you can see your, you know, all of mm-hmm. it. For your and range. I feel like my healthy si- side is like, oh, I appreciate that. But yeah, so I just, as someone who struggled with their face, I can empathize with those who have struggled or are struggling with their body because I do know what it's like to struggle with something that you feel no control over. Mm. I know that life. Right. I still do it. Scott talked about Accutane. I'm on it Mm -hmm. right now because I still struggle with looking in the mirror and thinking, ugh, why do you look like shit today? Like I sometimes will look at pictures of us with artists and I'm like, oh, there's a bad face day. Mm -hmm. I can't put this out. Right. Bad face days are the worst. <sighs> Somebody asked me what my skin regimen was, and I was like, oh, girl, you don't want to know. Yeah. Mm. I don't have any fun tips. I have, we're going to bring in the big guns and blast my oil glands to infinity. Right. Yeah. So I do, I get you. I, I, I see you. I don't get you in the same sense, but Not I the see you. Same exact, but in the way. I see you.
0: Oh, yeah. I always think about that picture we have with 21 pilots. We were interviewing them, and we were on this, like, little uh, two-seater, but there was uh, four of us on the couch. Yeah. And we're all squeezed in real tight. And I had on this, like, ill-fitting shirt where it looked like one of my boobs are up and one of them are down. And I'm like, everybody else on the the couch looks great. And then that's, like, literally the only thing. Like, I can't look at that picture. Mm. I'm like, that picture and the picture we took with uh, NF – Uh, way back a few years ago, and we went over to Ebor to interview him. Mm -hmm. And this is when I was, like, at the height of my weight. And I was, like, close to 280. Mm. And... You just the way I sat because when I gained that much weight, you can't really tell automatically. no, that's what's crazy. Mm-mm. but this one picture at the angle that they took it, mm-hmm. where it's to the side and it's all I'm just like squished down and it it, it was that same fucking shirt too. It's this gray goddamn shirt from fucking h and m that I have now since oh, gotten shirt. rid of yeah, Bob. um but i it looked like I looked like one of those apples you we were just talking about. It was all like just compressed,
2: yeah, and I'm that's just my, like, that's my mom's side of the family Yeah. Oh.
0: Like my poor heart was trying to like beat and like work, and my body was just, oh, poor thing. I just I'm, I feel bad yes. for the inside of my body. When That's I look the at other that. thing
2: when you like I I have experience with that because my person uh used to weigh more, um and so having lost now quite a bit of weight. Yeah, he's like you know you don't even realize how hard it is just to live. He's like, when you are that heavy, you don't even realize at that time how hard it is to get around. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm talking about getting out of seats. Yes. And, uh, you know, just... Lifting. Maneuvering or, in between other people.
0: Or I remember when I lost weight the like, well, I've been working with Medi Weight Loss now for almost a year. And I was driving and I dropped my phone down in the, in the car and... I realized I can reach it. Oh. I can bend down. Whereas before, if my phone fell down, I would have to park the car, get out, bend down, then get it up. Yeah. Or to tie my shoes, I couldn't bend down. I would have to put my sit down and then put my leg up on the other one so I could tie my shoe. Yeah. And then especially at CrossFit, when I started to lose weight, and there was like a long time where I was like, I am plateauing. I'm not getting any better right now. And then when you lose thirty pounds, All you're like, "Oh my gosh!" It was like I was wearing a thirty-pound vest this entire time yeah. while I was working out.
2: Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, so I see. I see you.
0: All right. Well, that's it for this Friday, this rebel rousing edition to get you pumped up and ready to go ah. out for the weekend. Yeah, I
3: could have done this on a Monday. <laughs> I
0: know, right? Whatever. Uh, Scott, what's your social media?
3: At Scott Tavlin. S C O T T T. A-V-L-I-N. Holly. Radio Holly
2: on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you.
0: Miguel Fuller. M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R. Make sure to check us out on our YouTube channel, Miguel and Holly, and leave a review and a five-star rating. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. It really, really helps us out. Thank you so much. And of course... You're part of the Platypus Posse, so if you want some Miguel and Holly swag, just shoot me an email, miguel at hot1015tampabay.com, and we will see
3: you next time.
1: Catch up up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5.
3: Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app,
2: Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search
1: Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.